Welcome to Real Black Country, the Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the relationship between small hats and our people, right? And in doing so, we're going to use maybe like a couple of things for a foundation, right? We're going to talk about a recent tweet by a small hat. A very well-known small hat, I can see. His name is Jacob Cornblah, right? We're going to use his piece or his tweet as a base of the conversation. Um, we're going to mix that in with a little history, right? And then we also going to talk about our brother Van Jones because it's the tweet about Van Jones that's we're going to have a conversation, right? We're going to just talk about what the tweet is and what it said. And um, also, it's interesting that, you know, because we're going to talk about Van Jones. He's speaking. The foundation of it all is our brother Van Jones is speaking in front of an audience of small hands. Why he's there, we don't know, right? What's the purpose? What's the reason behind it? Even though we know Van Jones is our brother, right? Um, he has definitely earned his spot in the Kuminati, right? So he's a long card carrying member of the Kuminati. He's definitely in that. You know, there's no challenge. He's earned his spot. So we have to, uh, <laughs> you know... We got to get a brother honor where honor is due, right? And that's his portion in honor. He's a coon. You know, uh, <laughs> I can remember back, you know, we had a conversation some years back when um, when Jim Crow Joe won the presidency. Jones, right? His, his black ass up there. He's crying. He's up there. He's got a... <laughs> The brother got a face full of water, right? But we we still love him. He can be reformed, right? Our people can be reformed. But right now, he's just, uh, he is the small hats and he's the devil's lieutenant. He's the, uh, <laughs> right now, he's acting as the white man's first sergeant, right? So um, he went to a function that was hosted and held by small hats. And during his speech or his lecture, um, he made some statements, right? And according to Jacob, he said that Jones jumped up and he pretty much apologized for for what Kanye did, right? In fact, um, the small head Jacob, he said that, and I quote, because I'm going to read the, the tweet that he made and then I'm going to read the response tweet that Ben Jones sent and then, you know, we're just going to do that for a little while, right? So let's go with the first tweet. And this is again by Jacob Cornblah, right? And he says, keynoting at, and he didn't heat taxi event, Wall Street dinner. Van Jones apologizes to the Jewish community. Then he got, he began to quote Van Jones. He says, for the silence of my community, allowing an African-American icon praising Hitler and Nazis and we act like we don't know where that hatred came from, unquote. 
But he says the silence is over, right? So then there's a photo that you can see on the small hat Jacob's Twitter, and he got a picture. You can see Van Jones is up there. And he's saying that Van got up there, and in so many words, he apologized for Kanye. And he also apologized to the black community or apologized for the black community, I should say, for not responding fast enough to, you know, they see the hate or the anti-small hat sentiments or whatever. Right. Um, of course, it came out that Jones didn't say it. He's in the Illuminati, but he didn't say that. Right. Now, here's what's interesting about that. When the tweet came out. There was a lot of our people that jumped on the microphone and they threw Van Jones under the bus, right? As our people should. If you see somebody out there uh, buffooning and cooning and they on the soul plane, right? They they on that raccoon soul plane with the hydraulics and it's purple with the lavender and all that. When you see them on that goddamn soul plane. Then it's, uh, yeah, yeah, we should get our people and throw them under the bus and say, no, we're not standing with that. That's that's not a, no, they don't represent us, right? So I'm cool with that. When they found out that Jones did not say that, all they did was just take the videos down, but they had no smoke for Jacob. See, you can see the 50 videos that went up about Jones, but where's the smoke for Jacob? There was no smoke for Jacob because, beloved, you know, our people is playing the pro- black game and the conscious game and we for our people but when they found out that the father of the lie is the devil like it normally is it should have been 50 more videos talking about him but it, it wasn't right so that just shows you that our people is they're trained to just tear each other down sometimes which is unfortunate but again our people can be reformed right after um the small hat jacob you know, he did what they do best and they started the confusion, right? Because typically we we look at these folks like they're the father of lies, right? Sometimes you hear something and you think it's the truth and then you have to trace it all the way back. And when you see it came from them, you better you better look at it two or three times because normally it's just uh, it's some falsification going on, right? Columbus found, founded America. That's some falsification going on, right? <laughs> Everybody in the Holy Land is name is named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's some falsification going on. <laughs> they just bleach everything. <laughs> they just bleach everything that they touch. So you had to do some digging, right? You know. <laughs> so when we did some digging based on this tweet, you know, we just pulled up the speech that Jones that he supposedly said this at this Wall Street dinner, and we listened and said, "Nah, I don't hear nothing like that," because it was a lie. So now we see the correction, right? Small head Jacob, he takes his Twitter and then he says, listen, he says, um, the clarification, Van Jones did not apologize for alleged black silence about Kanye. To the contrary, he stressed that many in his community are speaking out forcefully. In speech, he said he was sorry that others did not do more before Kanye apologies for any confusion right and then we see that van jones took to his twitter and then he said thanks for the apology and correction and then he tagged of course the small hat jacob cornblah 
and then he goes on to say if i had said blacks or if i had said black folks wouldn't hold in kanye accountable that would have been a lie because zillions of us have condemned yay let's stick together and get louder versus the hate and that's how van jones the long-standing car-carrying member of the Kuminati responded to the misinformation from Jacob Kornblatt, right? So, your brother VJ, um, we made some tweets as well, right? We sent one to the small hat, and then, of course, we sent the another one to our brother Van Jones because he's still our brother. And, you know, we want to take the time also to make a correction, right? See, when Van said that millions of us, or in his terms, zillions of us have condemned I haven't found the zillions yet. I haven't found the millions. I haven't found the thousands. I haven't seen nobody from the village condemn Ye for throwing small hats under the bus. That we didn't happen. It didn't happen. Now we're not interested in that. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Right? Van Jones have never spoke for the village. Van Jones never will. He's a face. He's melanated. But he's uh, he's a coon. Right? There's nobody's questioning. No, nah, nah, we all know who Van Jones is. When he comes back and he says that let's stick together and get louder. He's not speaking for us. He's just speaking for himself. He wants to stick together with you guys. He wants to join himself with you guys, not us. Because we already have the knowledge of self, beloved, and we have your history. And we know that the lamb can't stick together with the wolf because it, it won't work out. We know that the chicken can't stick together with the fox <laughs> because we know that history have demonstrated that doesn't work. Right. We see in history that the hyenas don't hang out with the lions because they just they don't mesh. It just doesn't work. Oil and water just doesn't work. That's just the nature of living on planet Earth, right? So we're not interested, um, Mr. Jacob, right? The small hat that started all this confusion. The relationship that our people actually have with your people, we want to do our best to put a wedge between it. We want to put, we, you know, we want to do our best to separate the relationship that we have with each other. Because that relationship that our community have with yours, the small hat community, it, it just doesn't work, right? You know, um, we're just kind of like tired of seeing our people show up at the set, show up in Hollywood, and, you know, you guys are the film producer, and we're just the actor. You own the studio, and we're just the actor. That's a relationship we're not interested in being in, right? Um, you know, the small hats attach themselves to our talent, and they're the manager, they're the agent, they're the lawyer, you know, they're the sports team owner, they got the record company, they're the record di uh, distribution, and you know, but we just the talent, we always just show up at the talent, and then when our talent starts to subside a little bit and our gift is not as strong as it used to be then all of a sudden 
we leave from this relationship broke. And then you guys leave from this relationship that you guys have with our talent rich. Right? When we join ourselves with you guys, we've noticed that there's something in these contracts that you guys put together that it's never equal. It's always unfair, which leave many of us from the village that trusted you guys broke, out of doors, naked, and hungry. So again, Van doesn't speak for us because we're not interested in us sticking together, right? And we're going to get louder against the hate. No, no, no. We're not going to get louder against the hate. We're going to get louder against the hate in respect of we just need to do our own thing and separate ourselves from you because that's going to make it much easier professionally and financially for our village. Right. Where was the ADL and all of these small hat organizations and all the bootlickers and all the Negro leaders and all the bald niggas when Small hat gangster Joe Glazer had control of 70% of the black entertainers in America and he robbed each and every last one of them. So we, beloved, we can't join ourselves like lambs with the wolf because it didn't work. Joe Glazer beat Louis Armstrong he beat Billy Holiday, Duke Ellington. They beat them all. The small hat chess brothers robbed all the blues greats blind. Bo Diddley got robbed blind. Chuck Berry, Muddy Waters. It's just that's how the relationship goes. Jimi Hendrix got beat by Brian Epstein. Prince got beat by Warner Brothers. Michael Jackson, he kind of seen the loophole. And he was winning. And then you made sure his story ended like it ended. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of entertainers, black entertainers, that got the exact same story of them joining themselves with you guys in business and getting beat. Dave Chappelle got a story. Kanye West got a story. Our brother Wiley from the UK got a story. It's always the same story. Nick Cannon. Our brother Nick, man, you know. And he haven't been feeling well lately. But our brother Nick, man, he he got beat by Sherry Redstone and just think, man, this brother Nick, he, he is the modern day Russell Simmons, man. Because Russell Simmons created Def Jam Comedy and Russell gave us who? Martin Lawrence and he put um he, he put Bernie Mac on that stage so we could see him. Man, I mean, it's like Russell gave us everybody, you know. Even if you look at the older videos of Def Jam Comedy, Kevin Hart is on that. You like everybody that was a somebody in the late 90s and early 2000s that came from Deb Jam. Well, this day's Russell Simmons is Nick Cannon because that billion dollar brand that he created, Wilding Out, 
gave us Timothy De La Ghetto and DC Young Fly, B. Simone, Jess Hilarious, Bobby Thompson, Cortez Macklin, Big Mac, Chico Bean. God damn. Nick then gave us some talent, bro. He then created a platform that he's he doesn't get the credit. Just just keep it funky. He don't get the credit. But he gave us the new, he's like the new Dev Jam. And we watch Sherry Redstone steal his show in front of everybody. And Van Jones, the bootlicker, is sitting up talking about we need to stick together and get louder versus the hate. If we're going to get loud about some hate, this is the hate that we need to get loud against. No, we need to say it loud and proud. We can't do business with these folks no more. They've been stealing from us for years. They've been stealing from us for years, beloved. And if you come to the village like I do, right? Because we put videos on YouTube and, you know, we got about six or seven platforms that this podcast broadcasts on. And just recently, we just got a ding, you know, but because it always comes, you know, we we got we talking about on our YouTube channel. We a little over 7000 subscribers. So we're getting close to 10,000 subscribers. So when we kind of get to that level, this is when they typically take the channel down. So, you know, this morning we got up, we was going to put some content on the channel and then we see, boom, this is hate speech. <laughs> they pull an old video that you already had out. This is hate speech and we see it coming, but we thinking, man, they don't even let you see them. I forgot what I said on this and said on that, but we know it's the truth, beloved. Because if we come out and say, listen, small hats just take it from our people. It's just the truth. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you an old story, right? I'm going to tell you an old story. Because when I say stealing, it's this, they're blatantly stealing something. There was a show back in my generation I came upon. It was a couple of shows, right? There was a show called Good Times. It was shot in Chicago, right? Cabrini Green Projects. I've been there. You know, my auntie and everybody from the south side of Chicago. So that was like a big, that's a big thing to go down to the Cabrini Green projects and see what good times is made. So I've been there, right? Um, there was another show back in my back in my day. It was called The Jeffersons, right? And this is Sherman Hensley. Now we all know that Sherman Hensley, he's also in the Cuminati, right? And it's kind of like it's a little game that these small hats play in Hollywood because what they do is they would take the alleged homosexual black actors and they would give them prestigious positions on the big screen so you could just think about it all the alleged black homosexual guys in Hollywood and just think about the roles that they had right so we're talking about good times you got Michael Michael was the pro-black guy blase blase but he was alleged homosexual and then you think about what Quincy Jones did with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then the role that they gave the judge, right? I'm thinking dude was gay too, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't want to put that on nobody, right? Not that that's such a negative thing to put on anybody, but I'm just saying. I believe the guy that played Uncle Phil, if I'm not mistaken, he was gay. And then you get Sherman Hemsley. He's the moving on up. He's the, you know, he's going to stick it to the man. But he's gay. Right, pause when I say that, right? Well, maybe in his case, I'm not sure. You know, we might have to, you know, but that's just what it is. And you can kind of see all the heterosexual black males, like the 
uh, Kevin Hart to the world, and uh, they put all these guys in dresses, right? The Wayne's brothers, and well, let's just say 90% of Hollywood. Because if I go through every black male that's an entertainer that's uh, heterosexual that they put in the dress, it's gonna be like damn near everybody, with the exception of like um, Dave Chappelle, I believe, and Cat Williams, right? And I'm trying to think, and men and they, I think I remember Dave with some tights on, but for, for the most part, all the rest of the black entertainers, let's just say it that way, put the whole dress on with the wig, that whole night. But going back to the point I was going to make, Good Times and the Jeffersons were created by a brother. His name was Eric Monte, right? And then he kind of, you know, he, he was pitching his, you know, you go and you pitch your idea, you pitch your stories, and you go around Hollywood, you try to get. You're trying to land something, right? But according to our brother Eric Monte, it was a small hat named Norman Lear. He just stole the show. Norman said he wrote it. Now, just we just common sense, we just having a conversation. How does a black family just think about the good times? James, Florida, the pro-black son, Mike, JJ, you know, just think about the whole setup. You think that that could come out of the brain of a small hat? To write about a family You know what I mean Because they was like a good wholesome Come on let's be real now That doesn't even No you you can you blatantly stole that We can see nah man you didn't sit at the house And come up with no shit like that You didn't sit at the house and come up You think a small hat came up with the Jeffersons Norman Lear he just sat at the crib He thought about a black man Being the business owner that You know he just owned all the cleaners And he had a wife and he had a son That did well and Nah, he lived at the top floor and come on man hell yeah you stole that shit you didn't write no shit like that but eric tells a story about when he wanted to you know pursue legal action and he couldn't find a lawyer because every lawyer in la turned on him they wouldn't take it because they work in collusion all of them are small hats all of them work together imagine that you can't even get a lawsuit off the ground because they all working in cahoots with each other. One wants to another one. So he could. They said you know it came a time. Eric said that they came to him. I think with like a million dollar check. And he said you got to take this million or nothing. And I believe the brother just had to sign off. There was no internet. He couldn't go to the press. He could. They are the press. He couldn't go to the lawyers. Or to the judicial system because they are the system. So he got stuck. He got beat. They just robbed him blind. And there was nothing that he can do about it. Now, you know when Eric Monte tells the story that he got robbed and blind. Some of our people, you know, we act as defense attorneys for these folks. We get up, we finna defend them. So now they put the bootleggers out. And then they put the bought niggas out. And then they put the house diggers out. And then they put the Negro leaders that act as their defense attorneys to jump and be a buffer between Eric and them. To try to throw cold water on Eric Monte's story. Oh, that was a long time ago. Things have changed, you know. You know, everything is double checked and there's a standard out here. And we just do things right and blase, blase. And you can believe that shit until you read the story of Sophia Stewart because our sister said that she wrote the Terminator and the Matrix 
and she got everything in the original copy and form through the books that she wrote back in the 70s and then she tried to pitch the stories and nobody bought the stories and but that's okay because later she seen the terminator on the big screen and then she seen the matrix on the big screen but warner brothers had already stolen her idea so to this very day she's running around in la she's putting lawyers together she's putting suits together and she's but they're not letting it go anywhere because it's the <laughs> it's the system, beloved. They are the system. They work in collusion. They're all tied in together. The minute you try to do something, they're there to steal the work. And if they can't steal the work, they can be a buffer or a stumbling block to prevent you from getting it off the ground. The story is constantly the same over and over again. So no, Van Jones, no, no, no. We do not want to join ourselves with our open enemy, beloved, because we have too much history where it just doesn't work. And when you teach this to your own people, beloved, they say you're hating, but it's too many examples. You know, I, I was raised... In hip-hop and what they call the golden years in the 90s right and then there was a time where so many of our people they got their own record label right the real power was in distribution but nevertheless there is some power in getting the record label right so we had some giants right that they came out from amongst us from the village and these three giants is named um irv Gotti. Jay Prince, and then you have uh, Suge Knight, right? So they got together, and these three giants said, "Listen, beloved, um, we're making some money selling records. We're making some money owning these record companies, but they say it was primarily Suge Knight." And they said, "You know what? We need to get this devil all the way out of our business because hip hop is just only making millionaires." And we, this is all of, this is our old, this art is ours. If we control it from the top to the bottom, the whole thing, making the records and distribution, it'll make more of us billionaires and we'll be powerful. And they uh, put the play into action. But the minute they want to put the play into action, all of a sudden, Suge Knight, he got legal issues. Then Jay Prince found himself with legal issues. And then Murder Inc., which is Irv Gotti and Company, found themselves with legal issues all at the same time. Right? Now, let's talk about collusion. Let's talk about collusion. See, when you put them folks in your business, they become your attorneys. And then they become your agents, right? You have to be very careful who you allow to be your attorney because they got the dirt on you. They got the dirt. They know the dirt. They know what you're involved in. And they already have a relationship with the people from downtown. Once these small hand lawyers see that work for you, right? That work for 
Death Row Records, that work for Rap-A-Lot Records, that work for Murder, Inc. Records. Once they see that you guys are going to tiptoe out on your own, they have to draw up the contracts and everything because they work for you. You think the other small hat lawyers that's for the other regular labels, the distributors is going to allow that to happen because you belong to their race. Not, you're not on your own. You can't fly solo and help these black entrepreneurs out. What you must do is sell them out because you are their lawyers and you know where the dirt can be found. So it's obvious that the small hats that work for their companies release the dirt out on them to stop their plan from happening. So what we're taught in high school or college or now just when when we are on our deep search of learning that they told us about a town many moons ago called Black Wall Street and how it was destroyed by the devil and they used planes and they firebombed and cherry bombed and they shot everything up where they don't have to physically do that no more. All they have to do is put cases on you because listen, beloved, a black distribution company in music at that time, that was Black Wall Street. That would have made us totally independent of these folks. And they not in the business of saying you independent. They need you working for them so they can shut your shit down or pull their financing from you when they get ready. That's why, no, nah, we we gotta throw Van underneath the bus. No, nah, we don't we know the small head is a devil already. We know Jacob is a devil. And what he really did, beloved, when he's when when Van was up there speaking, in his spirit, when Van was speaking, he was really saying in himself what he wanted to hear you say. Because they are trained, small has to see you underneath their feet because they're the head. And not the tail. You never ask yourself. Who's, go- who's going to be. The tail in the relationship. But it's you- you're the going. You're going to be the tail. You're at the bottom. Beloved not them. You're not. They're not no family organization. Where you're just going to tap in. And just be equals. They believe in the holy book. Called the Tomit. You can't be the equal. You're the going. You're the Gentile. And especially our people, you're the Hamite. I know you want to go on the corner of every any city and play something different. No, no, no. That's not your portion or your character in their game. So when that small hat, that devil Jacob Cornblow said, uh, he envisioning Van Jones, he envisioning you on your knees apologizing for another man that wasn't even there. For Kanye. He envisioned in the whole. You stood up for your village. And apologized to them. But they have robbed. And stole from your village. For years. Who's apologizing to us. About their actions. It never happens. I wouldn't even feel comfortable. In an environment around them folks. Knowing the history. That they stole from our people so much. I wouldn't even feel comfortable. With them being a lawyer of mine. Or an agent or anything. But you know why our people are so comfortable? They don't know the history. Nobody tells black Americans they have an enemy. And when they do, they do it in a religious setting and they make it spooky. 
you're the he's an invisible ghost your enemy is invisible and he just floating around and he's no uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. no no we can see him no we can see him he, he's the same old person no we can see him <laughs> no he's not invisible <laughs> she's not invisible they, they get up every morning and they work their strategy against you you're the talent and therefore because you are the talent you're a hamite and you are the going they got the green light to rob you in every deal that you do with them and they god damn it they do their best to do it that's the reality beloved and that's where we at so all we are asking is to we just got to separate ourselves from these folks we can do trading but just deep into the business where your partners with these folks and they're your lawyers and not nah, nah, too much can't do it go ask Bo Dilly, don't work Chuck Berry don't work Muddy Waters don't work Jimi Hendrix don't work ask all our, ask all our talent it just doesn't work ask James Brown they're, they're, they're by listen when you don't fold they're by the label that you work for pull you in put you in the studio with new engineers release a dud product to break to break your magnetic traction that you got with your own people you can't make it up separation from the devil is the only thing we can do we just can't it's just it's nothing else is going to work how many entertainers that we got to watch die broke how many of our entertainers in town that we got to see get robbed before we say no we can't we can't do that man we can't fuck with them people like that beloved we can't and don't stand on our behalf acting like we got them apologizing to nobody because they didn't stole so much from us we are the ones that need to create a five-step program for them to be around us but god damn it we don't owe nobody no apology and we ain't trying to stick together and get louder against the hate and not we not doing none of that fuck shit that man is talking about he's on his own if you want him you can have him because he's belonged to the Kuminati. he does not speak for us no it just doesn't work like that and beloved we're going to leave it right there how about that hmm <laughs> Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, beloved. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. This is indeed the Real Black Content is Formed Podcast. I'm your brother Vijay, and I get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.